You're listening to Around Comics, episode 113, brought to you by InStockTrades.com. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week our revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And normally, Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. But this week, we are coming to you from Challengers Comics and Conversation. Making a tour of Western Avenue as yeah. we work We're south. We're just going to keep going down. Is there another, on south side, is there a, is there a comic shop on Western? It's um, a little tough. Amazing though. Fantasy? Is there? I don't know. Way down there. So like Sal said kind of that while reading a magazine. <laughs> I for know. Those who are like, Man, he, he looks so engaged here. <laughs> but uh, um, the reason that we're at Challengers, if uh, if you listened to last week's episode, which if you haven't, I would definitely uh, suggest that you go back and listen to our uh, interview with uh, with James Robinson. It was a really fun conversation. He was here for a signing, and uh, and the fine folks at Challengers were uh, were kind enough to uh, let us drop in and, and steal him away for an hour or so. And we have one Gee, of the uh, we have uh, Jay, yeah, Jay Rob as we as we call him now. Uh, Jimmy, one of the uh, one of the owners of of Challengers is going to be sitting in on our panel on our panel tonight. So uh, I'll go ahead and get everyone uh, introduced. First of all, I'm uh, I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm your host. I'm joined by uh, Mr. Tom Caters. Hey, what's up? Hello. 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 It's really radio. making me confusing. I yeah. sort of got. I didn't realize we were going to record another one. You so. just thought it was the James Robinson that was it. Yeah, I was. Yeah. You're ready to go. You're ready I was, to bolt. I had a, 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 the limo waiting. You put everything into the James Robinson interview. I put, yeah, I got nothing. 110%. It's all done. I <laughs> always yeah. give 110%. Well, next Not is, reading uh, a magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fits, I guess Am I going to have to take the magazine yes. away? I'm doing uh, research. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Brian Salazar, Hello. how are you doing? <laughs> I'm full of enthusiasm. <laughs> I will make up for Tom's complete lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> And our uh, our guest this week, Dal from uh, from Challengers. Dal, how you doing? Good. I'm just glad to, I guess, bring the A game since you guys are so yeah, completely we were tired wiped out. Yeah. I mean, under under wiped James out. Robinson, but you know, I'll try and he wore us do out. something. That was that was <laughs> that was a big score for you guys to get uh, James Robinson for a signing here. Congratulations! Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we're very happy to have him. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent and doing some great stuff at DC right now. Yeah, and you guys, uh, um, we'll talk about uh, Challengers. Uh, here uh, as as we get started, uh, and then I'll uh, I guess I should mention mention in stock. So we'll, we'll yeah. it's it's the plug start of the show. Um, this episode of Around Comics is brought we to fit you by by in between plugs. <laughs> this uh, this episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. We're waiting for the trade. Has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. Uh, great discounted prices. Remember that all orders over $50 do, in fact, ship for free. How decadent. 
So easy. Free shipping. Yeah. All right. So Rome fell. Sense. Rome make, fell because you can order wrong books. Easy. Yeah. yeah. That's how so, Rome fell, you know. So now that we've uh, we've talked about the uh, the virtual comic book shop, we'll talk about uh, uh, a traditional brick and mortar. Uh, Dow, uh, you guys opened up uh, here in two thousand eight, right? Yeah, Are just you about uh, eight months ago? I think we opened up at the beginning of April. And it is an absolutely gorgeous comic book shop. Oh, you guys, so you guys have done an amazing job of setting this up. I, I, I've told folks, and you know, we have a lot of love for for Dark Tower, sure. you know, uh, up north. But you know, splitting splitting the love uh, uh, between you guys now, this is how I wish a lot of comic book stores oh, were set up. And um, you know, kind of you know, maybe describe to people. The store and and what your guys's square thought, footage, thought. <laughs> sure, sure. The, the voltage, Tax of all returns, <laughs> all um, stuff. but yeah, but course. but how you guys set up the store and why you set it up and and kind of you know who you're who you're trying to bring into the store. Sure. Well, um, the store started by myself and Patrick Brower. Um, we both worked in comics and then Chicago comics retail specifically for uh, over fifteen years each. So a lot of the ideas that we're bringing to Challengers were stuff that we just kind of assumed was the best way to run a comic store through trial and error of all the years of seeing what works, what doesn't, what people want to see, what they don't want to see. So for us, the basic thing is just really emphasizing the comics. I mean, we have bookshelves and bookshelves full of It's a novel comics. concept. You know, I, it's, we thought it was time maybe to de-emphasize the magic cards and the action figures, maybe re-emphasize oh. the comic books. They still make them, so maybe we should try and sell a few. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's... That sort of stuff, and on top of that, we're huge fans of comics. I mean, we're always... There's people that we've talked to in the comics industry that, to them, reading comics is something they used to do, and they don't really kind of care for it anymore. They're into it, but they just don't have the time. But for us, we still read comics every single day. We still keep up on the new week's books. We're excited to see what's coming out next. So a lot of the way we design the store is just, you know, make it easier for people to be as into comics as we are. Sure. And, and you guys, you know, a, a great rows of, of all of the, the new releases and, and single issues from uh, mainstream Marvel and DC and independent, but a great selection of trade and paperbacks. Manga. Yeah. Manga. I don't. Sorry, derisively, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've, got the, they, they've got that on the short shelves was, in the back. I was sort of, uh, you know, out of touch with walking in the store and seeing like, big signs showing me where the different kinds of books were. I, <laughs> yeah. I was just so not used to seeing that sort of thing. It was sort of disorientating. There's I, a sign telling me that this is where DC comics are. Yeah, like, wait, what? No, I, and I mean, that's something that, again, through the years, I think it's easy when you go to comic stores all the time or work in a comic store, it's easy to sort of forget that for not everyone, the idea of who publishes Batman or, or where Marvel is those sort of things you do need to kind of say, yeah, here's the Marvel comics, here are the DC graphic novels, here are the Vertigo graphic novels and mm -hmm. stuff. I, you know, you have to make it as easy for everyone as if they walked into a comic store for the first time because for us, at least, every day we meet new people. Every day there's someone who's not been to a comic store in 20 years or has never been to a comic store is looking for one book specifically and, you know, well, obviously like most retail joints, we'll talk to people and we'll say, hey, what are you looking for? But for some people, they just want to be able to find the book they're looking for without sure. having to ask somebody or having to crack some code. Well, you guys, uh, one of the things that uh, um, I love about the store is the location. You guys are like half a block off of off of the Blue Line stop sure. on Western and Milwaukee. So um, foot traffic is obviously or hopefully not a problem for you guys. Right, yeah. I mean, we're right next to the, the Blue Line stop. We've got a bus stop right outside. Um, we see a lot of foot traffic, you know, every morning for uh, commuters and every night for the same commuters sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice part of town. It's, it's kind of sandwiched between 
you know, residential, heavy business. So there's a nice mix of families on the weekends and commuters during the week. Great. Well, um, um, for folks that come into Chicago that want to uh, want to visit a, a comic book store that, uh, you know, very easily accessible, has just about anything that you can imagine um, that, that's in print, um, how do folks uh, find Challengers Comics in Conversation? Uh, well, I mean, we've got our website at challengerscomics.com, um, so that'll have your standard Google Maps and links and uh, street address, but we're located at 1845 Northwestern Avenue. Uh, that's near Western Avenue in Milwaukee, just south of Milwaukee in the Blue Line stop. Um, and we're on the east side of the street, and we're ground level. Uh, we're they have windows a store. that you can see in. Yep. There's a few doors. Uh, lights are on sometimes. And you'll see the lights. It is incredibly brightly lit sure. in here. So you, they have actual windows you can look out of or into. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we tried not to put 8,000 posters from 1998 advertising Liefeld Captain America posters. Yeah, there was, I, I'm not going to name names, but when, before we opened the store, we were kind of scouting out stores in the city, and there was a store we stopped by. And... Uh, they had the worst sun-faded, like, valiant birthquake posters. Which, <laughs> the idea that anyone had those at all was, like, amazing, but it literally looked like they had been up since that event happened, and it was oh, just... I'm sure they had been, yeah. it, it was hilarious and depressing at the exact same yeah. time. It was pretty yeah. great. Yeah, well, I've told people, if, if a third of the comic book shops in the country were set up like challengers, there we wouldn't be worried about we, uh, a diminishing it's market. An, it's an cool. embarrassment of riches in Chicago. It is. When yeah. I hear people talk about, like, the nearest comic book shop is 25 miles away and I have to get in my car in, in, a, in, in, in a strip yeah. mall behind a Walmart yeah, they like, punch the, me when I walk in the door yeah. in Chicago uh, you know I live pretty close to here and this isn't even like the closest comic book shop to my house which is really weird oh yeah, yeah G-Mart's right yeah, I mean, so it's like a weird it's a weird uh, we're very lucky if you love comics move to a big city and you won't have a problem finding How a decent it? store yeah. Yeah. yeah and Chicago really I mean we talk about it all the time Chicago's a great comics town it really it, is it, it's, it's good stuff well I'll tell you what let's, uh, let's actually talk about some comics what and um um, I guess. Sal, Sal, do you want to go ahead uh, and and jump into uh, into the the best of? Sure. List? This is where we read from Wizard <laughs> yeah. and we make fun but, of it. No, well, yeah, Free it was, content. It, Don't the, mind if we do. The latest issue of of Wizard, they have yes. their sort of best of the year stuff, and I just thought it'd be kind of interesting to go over their list and and see what we think of of their best ofs, and maybe and, and, give and, some of our best ofs. Yeah. And I'm going to preface this with. Um, uh, Amazon and I believe Publishers Weekly have come out with their best of like graphic novel list, and I don't know if I agreed with theirs either. So well, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I had read this previously. I don't think it's. I mean, I don't think this is a terrible list of. I, I, I don't. I think people may be a little surprised at, at uh, it, considering how much you know people just want to pigeonhole Wizard into a certain a thing. Wizard. I think it's, it's I, but I, I think it'll be kind of interesting what we think compared yeah, to let's, what they think. So let's, uh, we'll start let's out, get to the magazine uh, uh, We'll start it with the content. best book uh, of the year. They picked uh, Action Comics. And hmm. uh, they said, uh, after 70 years, even a Man of Steel eventually begins to tarnish. But when writer Jeff Johns finally got his long uh, longtime wish and flew on to the Superman writing scene with Action Comics... He not only lifted the age-old hero up, up and away, he turned rusted steel into solid gold. So uh, I have really enjoyed 
Action <laughs> Comics? Is that oh, the gold, though, really? Best book of the year? I don't know. I, what, what do you guys... Let's not read directly out of Wizard. No, don't read <laughs> no. the... Well, I didn't read the whole thing. It no, was just a... It's a little weird. I, I heard quotation marks in that. Was, I heard yeah, it. Just that by uh, Kevin Mahadio. <laughs> is the writer of that particular I liked Action. Piece. Um, what, did, what was the best book I read this year? Best book of the year? Um, hmm. I, you know what I read hmm. yesterday that I really, I really like... And I've really no. liked the the book the whole the whole way, and I'm I don't think a lot of people are. I love Young Liars by Oh yeah, David Lamb. Even though there's a lot of people, I'm absolutely guarantee um, a couple of issues ago when it was all a dream sequence that some people were like, "Fuck oh, this!" <laughs> <laughs> That's the most amazing <laughs> issue yeah. though. Yeah, oh, with all man. the spider. I, I read the. If you haven't read it. Um, Pick it. The first trade must be out by twenty uh, fourth. I think it comes out. Okay, yeah, it doesn't um, come out because I've been waiting for it. It's very, it's a very interesting story. It's very sad, I guess, but also weirdly funny. But extremely, it it feels like the kind of book that a guy would make in his twenties. So the idea that you know Dave Lapham, after all his time, is is doing like the most energetic work of his career and doing just the most fun violent sexy it's very violent yeah everyone's an asshole totally yeah i i uh read stray bullets for the first time this year cool and what a fantastic series so i'm kind of bookending i'm reading uh you know his his you know kind of first work and and what he's doing that popped in my head when i thought of uh something i read this year that well that young liars issue the the dream sequence one is straight out of the amy race car kind of handbook it's the sort of it's a story a character in the story is telling yeah sort of weird reflexive storytelling and and it's really i I saw a lot of people react like i don't understand what's going on like it's it's a dream it's a dream and eventually it's you know it's sort of weirdly explained away but the the funny part is that the events in the dream aren't necessarily all that separated from how weird the actual reality of the book is. Sure. Like, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility yeah. that that's where the story was going to go. So, yeah, that that's a book I really liked this year that uh, I, I just keep going back to and enjoying it more and more. Well, I'll tell you, we'll, uh, gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to some of our oh, best ofs. I had yeah, best we, oh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, and I don't know that necessarily it's the yeah. best book of, of the year, but I think one of the best books of the year is Amazing Spider-Man. I think this hmm. year, after the uh, you know the whole One More Day thing and that debacle for them to sort of regroup Spider-Man into a book that I've really enjoyed this year so far. Marcos Martin issues. Marcos Martin issues, yeah. easy. Mark, Mark uh, Wade and Marcos Martin have made me into a Spider-Man fan. Well, again. I just think the, the the fact that because it was such an uproar about, you know, the whole one more day thing and 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 doing what they wanted to do with that character to get him to a place where they wanted him and then putting out the last years worth of of what I think are pretty quality just fun superhero uh Spider-Man issues. I I, I got to give I got to give Casada and 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 them credit for that yeah. for, you know, taking all the, the heat on one more day to to Take a character and put them where they thought would best serve, and and I think I think it's one of the better books coming out of Marvel these days. And I mean the fact that you've got Zeb Wells and Chris Pachala doing a three issue Amazing Spider-Man story, I want to give somebody a medal for that. I sure, mean, it was, absolutely, it was so I, fantastic. I'm looking forward to Roger Stern and and uh, well the the their Lee first Weeks, Lee Weeks uh, coming you know on that, and I just think it's been I mean. You know, it's there's nothing deep there. It's spider. It's just sort of you know, kind of silver age ish Spider Man issues. But 
I think it's been pretty solid art wise and 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 fun to read. So it's been a good year for comics. I'll give it. I'll it's give it something. Stuff. I wouldn't disagree with. I, I've really enjoyed action action comics a lot. Though I think yeah. part of it is they spend a lot of time getting Superman just to a place where he wasn't really right boring. You know, like they had. To, I it's think like it, a reclamation almost of like. I think the next year of action in the Superman stuff is going to be better than maybe. The this past yeah. years. Not that I didn't stuff. like it, but I, right. I, I, you know, I like Superman, but to be honest, it's, kind there's of a lot of really boring, yeah. like pedestrian Superman stories that there's not like, uh, just, there's nothing to it where Superman just kind of like, you know, flits around. You meet some new foe who's going to be around for three weeks, you know, yeah. shoots him with a red, you know, red beam. And then you never see that character <laughs> ever again. Or every time a writer, I forget where it was, you know, where I heard this, where someone was talking about, and this is totally from someplace else, like an interview or something where someone was talking about why they like the Jeff Johns Superman is because when everyone else gets to write Superman, they always approach it. Like I'm going to put my stamp on Superman. This mm-hmm. is going to be my Superman. So I'm going to introduce a mullet. Or he's electric. <laughs> or, you know, but it was like the good thing about the Jeff Johns one, it just kind of felt like it was just Superman. You know, yeah, like he just wrote just, Superman. He's going to strip it down to what the like character should be. It wasn't like I have to be. introduce something Superman, but he surfs. <laughs> or, like, he, like, I think it's funny you're saying this because I'm sure in two months it's going to be like electric mullet Superman. Yeah, electric mullet <laughs> Superman will be back. Well, yeah. Apparently he's going to be off planet for. For a while, that's so that the, means like tentacle Superman off Earth. Finally, yeah. all right. The next, yeah, uh, get rid of the next, next uh, tentacle, tentacle porn. What's Superman? their next category? Next category is best event, and their best event. Yeah, yeah. Which what is a weird. Of, what, so you had a choice of, of like, moron, <laughs> like two to choose from. But their best event was Secret Invasion. Oh, Jesus. Man. God. <laughs> well, when you only have like three things, can, can to you pick, pick the one that isn't over yet? I mean, is that even a viable choice? Or is that even in the running? I don't know. I think it's funny I, to have a, a topic like best. Well, what event. were the best events of 2000? What were, what the, were events? the events of 2008? World War Hulk, uh, I, guess. I guess. Sin- Sin- Sinestro Corps. Sinestro Corps War was like, the best event for any event book out there. But I don't know if they mark. See, that's the weird thing is whether or not they market what it. What is an event? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they market as. Sinestro Corps was fun, but I wouldn't say that DC pushed it as being like until like halfway through. Which is great. Which is why I love New Krypton and Sinestro Corps is that there are many events within families of books, and I like that. It's if if it generates out of something like if if the Wonder Woman Rise of the Olympian stuff becomes an event within Wonder Woman and like two other books, that's awesome, and it feels like it comes from someplace. But when it's just some dictated the scrolls show up and everybody fights like it doesn't feel like it comes from anything besides just a writer saying this would sell a bunch of books for me yeah. sure so we I, all I agree secret invasion right secret invasion. we all agree with yeah, <laughs> by, by a country mile <laughs> i can't give secret invasion best anything quite honestly though. i think best events are weird i, I think it's the yeah, best it's book that came out with invasion in the title do have a small a sidebar here uh, in the same page of best satire, which is, seems odd. Is it someone making fun of Secret Invasion? No, it's, it's just another book called, uh, which was a really good book called uh, Screamland. Um, mm-hmm. It came out through Yeah, Image. you had talked about that. Yeah, it was a really fun book about uh, like the Universal Monsters. Oh, yeah. Today, okay. 
uh, coming back like these has been actors that uh, are brought back for like one last mm-hmm. horror movie. It was really good. I think the trade just came out pretty recently. Screamland? Yeah, I think it just came out. Yeah, I remember you talking about that, and I really uh, wanted to read it. It, it was a good it's, year it's, for Image to put out a lot of. Yeah, that. Image had yeah. Image had a really good year. A ton of. Oh, so, uh, speaking of uh, of Universal era monsters, I love the uh, creature commandos coming back in action. I thought that was awesome. The, the Frankenstein, Wolfman, mm-hmm. Dracula, so yeah, robot, yeah, Medusa. Not yeah. quite universal monsters. Creature commandos. Uh, they were made I, in World I, I hate saying this. I don't really know them from anything. Like I've, I seem to recall a DC redo of that that came out a few years ago, in, which is different. In I don't... the 80s, I believe, um, J.M. DeMatteis, it was like a couple issues. He, it was like a World War II squad of people that got mutated into like a wolfman, a Frankenstein, and a vampire. Okay. And then it was for a couple issues, and then in the 90s, they had like a weird... Like half-assed relaunch yeah. where it like existed, but it kind of didn't interact with anything else, and no one knew what to do with it because the concept is kind of strange. Ex- ex- uh, yes. So leave it yeah. to Jeff Johns. Fuck Fucking creature commandos, motherfucker! <laughs> Deal with it. Of course, Brainiac. You're gonna love him. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> it's a Wolfman. Yeah. Right. Put a vampire in a Superman book. Uh, Chris best... Claremont was clapping somewhere. <laughs> he was like, finally, someone has a vampire. You <laughs> finally get to, finally someone decided to introduce vampires into it. I think, I think John's just going, what can I do to piss fanboys off? There's got to be something I can do. I know anyway. I'm a golden boy. Well, it, there's got to be some, creature commandos. That'll do it. And, see, I I, a lot of people always joke about Chris Claremont's really talky dialogue, but for me, the quintessential Chris Claremont thing is whenever he introduces a vampire into a story, <laughs> which, when he wrote Justice League, <laughs> vampire. With Burn, when Burn drew it in Death, which is a really bad Justice League. <laughs> Story or the X Men, Dracula, yeah, fuck it. They were Marvel guys. Uh, best writer 2008, Jason Aaron. Huh, um, nice way to go, Jace. I can't, I can't complain about that pick because I think he's phenomenal. Like I, will, I will, I will buy anything he writes at this point. Anything he, he does, I will buy. I think I, he's, he is, Scalped one of the is best awesome. This, yeah, Scalped is phenomenal. Even. I, I could give two shits about Wolverine, but he's going to be writing I'll a Wolverine it. book. I'm going to buy it just because it's him. Yeah. Uh, that Pin- Punisher he, Christmas story was awesome. extremely twisted. Yeah, very good. <laughs> like, really, like, at the end where I was like, oh, no, he's not going to... Uh. <laughs> Anytime you have characters machine-gunning babies in maternity <laughs> world, <laughs> just, finally. Yeah, yeah finally, finally. The one thing I've been uh, looking the for. House like, of Ideas finally <laughs> getting it into play. <laughs> I mean, has he go for it? I mean, he, he's one of the guys that uh, you know he's he's hitting close to a thousand. It's I don't know if I don't know if he's well, written I mean, anything like the, that is know, that the, is poor. Uh, scalped uh, the Black Panthers issues that he did three of those. Uh, some Wolverine stuff that he did the some uh, fun Hellblazer, Hellblazer stuff that was really good. The Ghost Rider stuff that he's done. Uh, he just for some, whatever reason he's able to add a certain weight to books that I really appreciate and. Yeah. Um, he, he kind of gets to, like, just, you know, the something. marrow of the characters. He's yeah, really, he gets... I mean, I think you could probably, I mean, you could, if you wanted to pick apart his stuff, you could probably say it's a bit too, it, like, there's a bit too... Leans on the gritty. Yeah, leans on the gritty is maybe a bit too macho to it, you know yeah. what I mean? But I don't. I, I just 
think he's a really good writer. You need to get some ladies in there, Jason. You got to get some sensitive moments. Uh, a late a late addition that I, uh, the, just the last couple of things he's worked on that I would almost think is the just in the last couple months have come out that really impressed me is uh, uh, both, uh, for whatever reason, Joe Kelly's stuff with Four oh. Eyes and... Uh, I kill giants like last yeah. kind of things. Fantastic. I'm just like those are really well written. Just sort of like uh, maybe I hadn't been paying attention to what Joe Kelly had been doing for a little while, but it just seems like those no, two it things seems kind like of came for whatever out. reason. Like yeah, those last two things were just and his amazing Spider-Man two-parter, the Hammerhead stuff yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, Joe Kelly's around. I'm yeah, like, uh, and the the, la- the last issue of uh, um. Of I Kill Giants made me tear up on the train. <laughs> on, on the train? Yeah, Aww. I was sitting on the train and someone looked at me and I was just like, got something in my eye. <laughs> She's killing giants. Stop yeah. Shut up. Leave me alone. She's killing giants. Um, best single issue, Why the Last Man, number 60, the end of the Why the Last Man. Uh, whatever. Blah. Blah. I don't know. I don't know if I what I would pick for best single issue, but um, I would pick that. Jason Aaron's uh, Joker's Asylum Penguin issue was absolutely it was awesome. That was it made me fall in love with the Penguin. It, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how to say it other than that. Like it never been. A, don't worry. You can character. say it out however you feel. I love him. I love him so much. Was, wasn't wasn't I'm that sorry, a good Mom, issue? I don't know. Uh, it was uh, it, again. It's a character that I'd never it's had any affection for. I'd never cared about the Penguin or wanted to like. Mm-hmm. He was an interesting villain on the cartoon. I guess. I mean, and in like cool. ten pages, you like. Yeah, you really get, cared you about his him. motivation. You understand his dilemma. I mean, it. And I'm a sucker for Jason Pearson stuff, so that's why I gave it a shot. And it just blew me away. Like it yeah. was the Pearson's the best book of the week. Easy, you you, yeah. you you hated him, um, kind of understood him and was sympathetic yeah. for him. And by the end of it, you hated him again, but you looked at the character yeah, in a very I mean, different way. It trafficked in that kind of soprano storytelling of we're not asking mm-hmm. you to like the character, but we're asking you to understand what he's doing, what he's doing. Yeah. So it absolutely like it completely filled that void. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a, a fantastic issue. Still haven't read it. I really like the Jimmy Olsen one shot that I thought was yeah. a lot of fun. Just to see uh, to see someone take Jimmy Olsen and do something with him. You know, like I think uh, I don't know if a lot of people know what to do with Jimmy Olsen besides just have him like show up, be around, like for thirty seconds in an right. issue. Like, to, what do you do with Jimmy the exposition or the yeah. coffee at the same time? I guess. Or yeah, or like to actually have Jimmy Olsen like talk or do anything besides be like, "What kind of coffee you want?" Right. Mm-hmm. Don't call me chief. Okay. Don't call me chief. You know, yeah, you know. That's, so that's we get every issue. So uh, both that, but the penguin one also stands out to me as those being. But I think both of those are very unique, and I. In that they both stood out because they're characters that people are familiar with mm-hmm. that kind of get shown in a really different light than you're probably used to seeing them. Like I can't remember the last time I gave two shits about the penguin. Sure. You know, it's like well, oh, he's just a crime boss. <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm like oh, right. whatever. He's uh, kind of uh, neutered a little bit over yeah. here. Another another kind of single issue that came out was in the uh, the Superman Confidential of the uh, Jeff Johns uh, Toy Man. Issue came out this. Uh, was that, was, that, was, that, was yeah. that was that two two issues? That was one issue. Yeah, it was just one, was it issue. one in action. Okay. Uh, Toy Man. Yeah, I mean a great yeah. single issue that made a a pretty you know irrelevant villain. <laughs> you, yeah, it's kind of like a definitive Toy Man story now. Um, a single issue I haven't read yet though that I looked at last week and I kind of want to buy is that uh, the uh, Jerome Pena drawn Wolverine one shot. Oh, sure. It came out. Did you take a I look at that? It it's really? pretty. Yeah. Uh, Opinion is awesome. It's yeah. really pretty. A couple, uh, 
He's he's the gonna last do a nice Punisher. Detective. Uh, it wasn't the last issue that came out. The one that came out before that, yeah. the last one that Dean I thought was really good. Um, I don't know. I'm not really. It's hard to remember that, single issue. Yeah, that, single, like a single I issue think, that I, really... I, I think it was 2008, but I'm going to toss in uh, Patsy Walker Hellcat number one. Was I thought... I heard <laughs> a lot of good things about that, yeah. The most underrated book of the year. Series, book, everything. I mean, it was... And it's doing an amazing thing that I think a lot of comics forget to do these days, which is making the entire package entertaining. The recap page is in character. The letters column is letters to Patsy Walker. She tries oh, to like, help people cool. with her yeah. problems, <laughs> and it's ridiculous, and it's all tongue-in-cheek and over-the-top and gorgeously drawn. I mean, the artwork is um, David LaFuente, who went on to do the Ultimate Spider-Man annual, but he's, his work is so much sweeter on Patsy Walker. I heard it's, a lot of good things about that. It's people. seriously super fun, and I'd highly recommend it to nearly anyone who's looking for like an antidote to some of the, the sturm-undering storytelling that Marvel and DC are churning out. But I think it's, it's a cool. very... It's, uh, fun. it's one of those like mini-series that kind of gets buried underneath everything else like and it's easy yeah. to i mean when you make it fun and tongue-in-cheek you're almost telling people it's inessential and i don't know how comics started to matter and not matter but yeah I mean, like, well, that, 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 like yeah. well it's, it's it's kind of like the dan slot curse you know sure. dan, dan slot works on you know a uh, book like thing or, or she hulk and it's fun it's well written it, it's well, just it's just a very entertaining book and it just you know where we talked about jason aaron having a tremendous amount of weight to what he writes where Dan Slott on on these titles it it wasn't heavy it was very fun and light and entertaining and it just well I always think it's really frustrating when people talk about why they don't buy something and they say it doesn't matter to like the bigger it's like well none of it like what world are you living in that that yeah (laughs) like the the criteria should really be like is it entertaining as opposed to they're worried about who they should trust but and and then i just from from retail experience like the funny thing is that a lot of the people who will say that they're not buying something because it doesn't matter are the ones who are almost the most fatigued of the event storylines so instead of buying a fun book that isn't related to anything that you can just Mm -hmm. enjoy on its own merits i think people tend to tie into into secret invasion guardian guardians of the galaxy yeah there you go nova you know that's you know Mar- uh, Captain Britain is yeah. super awesome. Fun. Oh yeah, I love you know, Captain Mar- Britain's been awesome. Marvel has re has recaptured their cosmic characters in the last year, sure. and I think that is incredibly overlooked by a lot of people. Marvel's cosmic is back, and it's really a load of fun. Yeah, I it's, can't believe I'm excited about something like War of the Kings, which is just it by all rights shouldn't be that interesting that stuff usually tends to to become too cosmic and too convoluted, and it's just there's such a great through line of what's been going on in the X-Men books and what's been going on with the Inhumans and then what's going on in the cosmic stuff that it feels like a story that would naturally develop. Like, of, of course this would happen next. I, I, I'm, I'm just excited, you know, Rocket Raccoon is back. There you go. Yeah, yeah. anytime you can put Rocket <laughs> Raccoon there, uh, yeah. into his story. A giant machine gun. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what... Demolition's expert. That's the best part of, com- the best part of comics, you know? Oh, yeah, raccoon yeah. running around. Raccoon running around. Helmet. Blowing shit up. <laughs> Not a raccoon sitting at a table. No. Talking. Talking. <laughs> Being told about Dark Rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best artist, Lenin, Len, Lenil U. Lenil U. Wow. Not Lenil this year. Uh, yeah, I would no agree way. with you. I, I don't consider his stuff I this don't... year as good as his I previous stuff. I kind of like some of his... The one thing I don't like about Lenil U, and this is... I, I don't want it to turn into like an anti-secret invasion thing. I, I, I've noticed right. this about his stuff. Feel free. <laughs> I, I've noticed about... Uh, he, he doesn't draw action scenes in a way that makes sense. Like, I remember a very specific ep- uh, issue of New Avengers that I read 
uh, where they were all on a plane and the plane was going to crash and there's like four panels in a row and I and people jumped out of the plane and I could not for the life of me figure out how the fuck they got out of that plane with the way they're saying I was like when did that how did this happen and I was like I couldn't make sense of it I think um, and I, I, there's other people I think too uh, in the Green Lantern books I think this happens a lot where you get a lot of pressure to put a ton of characters into something right. and you look at it and it, it's like it's a poster it's not like a, right. a story sequence it's just like sure. like it happened in uh Happened in Secret Invasion, you know. All over uh, the place. Yeah, Secret there's like two page spreads issue. of just people standing, <laughs> like fighting. It's like, well, it's not really a story, you know. And it happens a little, it happens in Green Lantern. It happened in, uh, um, there was a, before I dropped Mighty Avengers, there was one issue where there was three straight, like two panel, oh, two the, page the Doom stuff. Yeah, okay. where it was yeah. just like, oh, well. Okay, I mean, <laughs> See, that, that's not that really. I thought was like the least offensive of it because I think Mark Bagley has a real good grasp on how to do those things where you're never losing who the important character is, what the important thing in the fight yeah, is. Yeah, but it was even though he's really good at it, and like three pages in a row of it, I thought was yeah, slightly like. I just feel like that's the typical like, and Bendis does it all over the place in Secret Invasion. That sort of lazy storytelling of like, I'm going to show you how important this fight is, but it everyone showed in, like, up in like, like 15 said. seconds. Yeah, like, and then everyone stands around like they're waiting for a bus at the end while someone else solves the problem. But, but that's I think, a whole different thing. I think I it might be that. just maybe I haven't seen Laniel Yu on the right project yeah. for him. Well, you know, who, I don't who think have, he's bad. Who, I think who he, have who have no, been your who have been your favorite artist this, this year? Oh man, I'll say Gary Frank. I'll throw him out there. Gary Frank's been great think, uh, on Gary action. Frank's been the good. best of his career. Yeah. Um, uh, Marcos Martin has blown me away yeah, yeah. this uh, year with this the guy stuff. who did uh, Ghost Rider when Aaron first took over Bashi. Oh, Robin Bashi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was awesome, and he did the uh, the Punisher one shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's awesome. a Italian artist, I can't think of his name now. He did a uh he did some Hellblazer stuff this year. God, I wish I could think of his name. He, guy, did, he only did like 3 or 4 it's, issues. It's not Ricardo Bricelli, is it? The dude from Northlanders, I think. No, no, a different artist. Uh Whoever did uh, well, I Kill Giants, no. very different style well, from You know, Sean Sean Murphy back in 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 doing stuff in comics and did uh did Jason Aaron's um Run on uh, on Hellblazer, Hellblazer so yeah. it's great to see Sean Murphy back. God, I wish um, I could that Jerome Opeña is yeah Pena's so good, awesome. and uh, for a completely different flavor. Uh, back uh, uh, Phonogram Volume Two Issue One came out last week, mm-hmm. and it's great to see uh, Jamie McKelvey, who's actually doing some stuff for Cable. Yeah, now. That, that people are awesome. gonna, people are going to hate it though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. but yeah, I mean, I mean, J- Jamie is a guy that is. I mean, he, his work is different than anybody else that's doing doing comics right now. Uh, who who's the Ar- Iron Fist uh, artist? Oh, the travel form in the new one. Aja, uh, no, oh, David Aja. David Aja did the, the, the original yeah. series. He was he was blown me away on that stuff. man. That that stuff was really yeah. well. Good. I mean, like the half of the book that he did. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, <counting> the <laughs> not to knock on him. Oh yeah, but, but, the, the book? but well, I mean, like the fact they, there's they so many. The, well, they did a lot of yeah, yeah, filler stuff. Yeah, that, that was more about it. That wasn't. Yeah. His, yeah. Was really no, I mean, that's intentionally done. Yeah. You know, was, I think it. I, but I, I, it was funny because I remember when he, people were like, "Oh, he's off the book. It's not going to look the same." And I was kind of like, "Yeah, his stuff was good," but I'm like, you know, like a lot of the more memorable stuff was. The fill-in artist. The fill-in artist. See, I really enjoyed his stuff yeah. on... on. I mean, it was I good. Mean, the, yeah, the... Uh... But I guess when I thought of it, I thought more... I thought 
Because maybe I just thought the flashback stories were a little more more interesting, a little more interesting than the the current stuff. I mean, that's not a a rip on him. I think he did very well. I just thought it was weird because I was like, I I guess I didn't. Yeah, he did the covers. That that was he did those really design heavy covers. I'd love to see him do. I do want to see more Jason Pearson stuff. Yeah, sure. He's he's got so much. I mean, it seems like he's come out with more stuff in the last three months than he has in the last three years. Yeah, absolutely. That body bags thing, I'm sure he's working on it forever, but that was. Yeah, sixty something like sixty four pages. I mean, it was a something big, like it was that. a big issue. Yeah, and yeah, and, he, cover to and cover. this stuff looks just amazing. But oh. you know, as, as we you know, kind of continue on year after year, we're seeing more um, European artists, sure. more South American foreigners <laughs> stealing <laughs> American <laughs> jobs. Hey, Raphael Albuquerque can steal whatever he wants from any yes. artist he wants to. Albuquerque's that dude, awesome. But he's not doing Justice League. Blows me away. That I mean, super. Didn't he do that Superman Batman too? The those, best two part of those guys. Is he foreign? Written. Oh, with the kids uh, with the South American. The little, yeah. With the little yeah. Justice League, those were drawn just. Oh, those were amazing. Yeah. Teen Titans year one. Awesome stuff. Yeah, there's been some fantastic art yeah. in, in this year's comics. So it's it it's once again it's great to see the, the art world opening up in comics. Greg Land. <laughs> Kidding. Indie of the year, Kramer's Ergo Seven. I, oh, that hundred five, which is just came out or not even out yet. I think. I no, it's know. like yeah, insanely uh, expensive. Uh, it's I like one hundred and fifty bucks or yeah. something. They, yeah. they have a killer lineup for that book, though. I mean, I gotta tell you, it's I a mean, giant of book. all the anthology stuff that comes out at the end of the year. Yeah. That one's got a peerless. It's yeah. going for it. Go, indie book of the year. That's such Any a that's such a hard category. Um, that you enjoyed a lot. Any well, independent you know, book that yeah. I really talk a lot? I, the, 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 the Joe Kelly books from Image, I, yeah. I, I was, I've been loving those. Um, I just, I, I almost don't put Image and Dark Horse and even like IDW in Independence. And I know that you probably should, but, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I, what is so it's only a guy that's doing it himself, self-published? I, d- I, I don't know. Because none of them are self-published. Yeah, I don't know. I d- I, I, Kramer's I, I, Ergo I mean, 7 that, is not... It's not self-published. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, Image isn't paying anybody to do that book. No, no. Joe I, Kelly's doing that, and and they're they're paying to print it. So yeah, it's an I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just for when some reason you're re- independent. You're thinking small press. You're I'm thinking, thinking like like top shelf fanographics, kitchen sink, one, one drawn in San quarterly. Diego, artist Alley is what yeah. you're thinking. Yeah, I don't know. I bicycles, bicycles, and glasses. Yeah, it's 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 different. You I, know, think I, I, I think you're ridiculous. Okay, then fear I, then fear agent is the best independent book going on. Yeah, why not? To you, yeah. Yeah, well, listen, yeah. okay, in any business environment where two companies make up, I don't know, 95%, yeah, yeah. there is, is, is no, only 95% get, this month? like, the difference uh-huh. between image my, and, you know, like... My favorite yeah. independent book of the mm-hmm. year was uh, Lock and Key. Was that an indie book? Damn, you stole mine. Thief. First off, I introduced you to that book. <laughs> you haven't even known about it wow. unless I happen to read it and tell you about it. So I, don't <laughs> I stole now, shit. <laughs> yeah, that was Mr. Uh, I talked to Joe Hill. 
I haven't talked to Joe Hill. Wow. I emailed Joe Hill. You guys need to argue about this on somebody else's time. (laughs) No, our podcast. Or forever. forever. Have you guys read Lock and Key? Not yet. I haven't. I've been waiting for like a super oversized absolute edition. (laughs) The hardcover's not enough for you? It's not. That's not going to be the final. It doesn't do it justice. Not collectible enough. I have talked ad nauseum about that book, but seriously, if you haven't read it and you're a horror fan, uh, check it an out. independent book that I is not new, but that I started reading this year, and is the only book that my girlfriend's ever read, every single part of it, and then asked for more was The Waiting Place. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, by, McKee, uh, McKee. McKee. she's not going to get anymore. She's in a, yeah. I said that. And I told McKeever that, and he's like, "You you got to get her Spider Man Was Mary Jane, which is one of my favorite books of all time, and the absolute best thing Sean McKeever has ever done, and frankly, probably will ever do. It's, Whoa, the, it's wow. the most perfect book. You this hear that, Sean McKeever? This Sean, was I'm the thing. You out McKeever. Wow. Uh, Prove me wrong. My I had left the first volume of uh, Waiting Place out, and. Um, my fiance picked it up. Yeah, yeah, in the <laughs> toilet next to all the pornography, and she dug through the pornography. And that was, that was nice yeah, and uh, she read it, and then for the first, uh, she's read like uh, Why the Last Man and various things, but has never been like, oh, what's where's the next one? She's always been like, sure. oh, okay, whatever. And she w- sought out the second one herself on the bookshelf and then breezed through the second. She read, like, the second two volumes all in one day while she was just kind of, like, sitting around. She's like, where's the next one? I'm like, I hate to tell you, there ain't no next one. You can call him the brother's frame, I guess. Here, yeah, here call out. Sean McKeever. Yeah. He'll tell you <laughs> yeah. it over the Why phone. Why don't you just email Sean yeah. McKeever and ask him what happens next? Uh, time for some Waiting Place fan fiction to start coming. But I, I hadn't read that till this year, and I really loved it, and she really liked it. And they're awesome books i mean being from wisconsin uh it definitely resonates yeah uh sort of um stupid hick culture <laughs> you know those things and it's that funny you uh, as that a mix, teenager yeah well, being from green bay it's funny because when you talk to other people from the same area and they're like oh uh green bay was like a big city to them, so, to yeah. them. but it's not. <laughs> to the it's Euclid uh, residents, or like the, in the Upper Peninsula, or like all those places. And it's really weird because it's just a really shit small town, you know. And it's like uh, reading that book. I was like, yes, I remember how stupid people were in high school. <laughs> and like, no offense to all of our no. I mean, that, I mean that, that that's listeners. a hu- that's a huge category, and there's so many books that 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 come out. Well, it's so. to you. What do you think? We're not. It doesn't count. Stop no, being a no. pussy, dude, and just yeah, pick just one. just pick man. something. God. Something you like. Christ, just I, pick something you like. It doesn't it, have it to doesn't be the best. Yeah, uh, or the stringent example of Wizard Magazine. Yeah, uh, it yeah. was great to see uh, Mike Our Aldred come we'll back with Madman. Yeah, the return of Madman this year. There you go. That's a really good one. I can't believe no one said local yet. It's kind of surprising to me. Yeah, yeah but, that, that, but that was going on like two years, man. I, but it, I don't know. He I, only I, finished it this year. It, I, it's, really it came out this year. I think. It, I mean, how that hardcover is nice. Yeah, it's real good. That hardcover is excellent. And I mean, I, I'd find some fault with the last issue, but the few before it that managed to come out in two thousand eight, pretty excellent. A good book. Really, really obsessively uh, done comicking. Yeah, yeah <laughs> almost to you its know, own detriment. Almost, yeah. almost, <laughs> almost like the first. Like, you don't need to draw this. There's more. Yeah. There, there's a best publisher category. I don't know. We'll get okay. to it. Okay. Uh, Jesus best Christ, hero, he's got an answer. Best, so you did, okay. Best okay. hero, uh, Captain America is what they picked for best hero. Did, did they? Is there a parenthetical like which Captain America? Does it matter? Uh, is it Bucky, all Captain it's America. Okay. No, it's oh. the Captain America of this year. I mean, okay. So, uh, I don't know. How do you pick best hero? <laughs> I'm not sure it. how you. 
Who was the most uh, heroic hero well, this Holy year? Also, the multi-alien came back, so obviously, like that's got to be the top of the list. Yeah, Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos. It was a great. It was a great year for for Cap. It was a great year for Hal Jordan. Um, I'll give I'll give Cap credit just more on a writing sense of like Brubaker pulling off the fact that he killed Steve Rogers and made Bucky Captain America, and he's made it work. Yeah. So I'll give him, you know, I'll I gotta say he made it work. I gotta say that Matrox stuff is making me doubt the long term viability. If there ever was one, dude, Bucky as don't, Cap, don't, I'll say it. I'll put it out there. I'll go on record with you're, that. You're smacking on Batrock? Uh, no, I think the Batrock <laughs> as a character with his uh-huh. leaping is he's the most leaping character I can think of. I mean, absolutely. Bar he none. does leap. But uh, no, I just, with the most recent arc, I think it just feels like the narrative energy that book had of all the Red Skull and Death of Cap stuff. You, you've firmly moved into the Bucky is Cap. He has his new adventures mm-hmm. phase, and it just feels like a book I can stop reading now. It just well, he, he kind of did that with Daredevil too. Daredevil, oh, kinda, yeah, it's, it's like this okay, is the Matt yeah, to yeah, Europe yeah. arc, absolutely. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's that's where that's where he's. Even though I think that Daredevil is he goes now backpacking ba- in Europe. Is, to oh, find yeah, right. uh, Daredevil is kind of back on an upswing now. Uh, with the, the whole, Lady Bullseye stuff has been great. I really like that, and, but I think that Cap is getting ready to hit that that kind of one arc valley and yeah. then something will happen and so when lady batrock shows up in like lady seven batrock. months <laughs> she is uh-huh. <laughs> uh, i'm the leaper best, uh, best revamp uh incredible herc or Re- revamp is that a real i well i guess he giving him a, a book, book for this i mean <laughs> what, he had a mini series at one point a couple comic of... into a hercules comic i guess that's amazing yeah i don't know <laughs> It's uh, a real trick. Yeah, how about it? They you're, treated you're, from you're the Hulkster character. That's you know, awesome. K- kind of going back to what I had mentioned a little earlier, I'd say best revamp is Marvel's Cosmic. Okay. Nova. Just, just in general. Yeah, Marvel's Cosmic. Nova, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is a phenomenal book. It is and, so much fun. And Every month, yeah. that's a great revamp. But Captain Britain is another um, yeah. just awesome revamp yeah. or, or re-release or whatever well, has, you want to call it. From, from um, uh, Wisdom... To now um, working on on MI thirteen, pa- Paul Cornell really in a short amount of issues written really seems to get comics now. Did he not before? Um, he you, wrote like yeah. What did he, people, I don't know what he wrote. Well, so there was just um, a lot of it was mostly a picture at the end and a picture at the beginning and then like pages. <laughs> Stop of it. In between. No, but kidding. no, I don't, no. I don't know what he's talking. About. <laughs> no, no. What, 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 <laughs> What the <laughs> hell did he write before? Well, what, what I'm, wisdom. wisdom was the first thing I had I had yeah. read that he did, and I I liked Wisdom, but it seems like Captain Britain MI13 is you liked it. You it's liked it's it more? a it's better comics. It seems like he's you know kind of learned from like screenwriting to comic book writing. He seems to get the craft now uh, a little right. bit more. So to me, to me, the biggest change between Wisdom and, and Captain Britain is that you understand the stakes of the story much faster than you did in Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, Wisdom, it, it took a long time to sort of see where he's going and what's trying to happen here. The characterization's good, mm-hmm. but the plot was just it took too long to unspool. He, he gets the twenty-two page comic. Yeah, now. this it feels like in the first part of a four-part mm-hmm. story, you understand why they're doing what they're doing. See, Dal doesn't think I'm crazy. I don't think you're crazy. We should have him back for more. entirely <laughs> different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? what? I'm not gonna read that one. That was <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> best also best, comic. Be- what? Hottest uh, female be- character. Best, best boobs. Villain. <laughs> best boobs. Uh, best villain. Norman Osborn. Guess you got told the end Fuck. of Secret Invasion before. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think that's um, a lame. No, pick. he's the hero of Secret Invasion. You yeah, guys are reading the wrong book. I'm gonna. Do you guys hate freedom? Best villain is. Uh, <laughs> I hate our freedom. Uh, 
what's his name from Scalped? Yes. Um, um, Red Crow. Red Crow. Yeah. What well, he's that's a he's, fucking villain. I'd say Red Crow and Sinestro, and I think they're extremely Sinestro. similar. Okay. Even though they're yeah. <laughs> completely different. Like, <laughs> are they different? I don't see. I'm not seeing. I'm not I seeing guess. any difference between. But they're both extreme in weird ways. Like the basis of their characters <laughs> are very the similar. Well, they both believe in what they're doing is the right thing. They're trying to. But they've horribly you know, gotten off track. Yes, absolutely. To in the last, but the last, like the last few issues of Scalped have with Red, you know, it's basically focused on. Red it's Crow. almost become Red Hit Crow to me is more book. interesting yeah, than yeah. Dashiell. Holy crap, that character is fantastic. I mean, it, 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 that book's great, but yeah, that he's a great. Sinestro villain. and Red Crow. Those are Sinestro my two. Sinestro and Red Crow. <laughs> are my two I can't villains. argue with either Where, one. Man. I'll, uh, either I'll, one's better than Norman Osborn. I'll tell you that. I'll steal uh, from uh, from Ron at iFanboy and say uh, um, uh, corporate Red Skull. Luskin, Luskin, whatever. Yeah. Well, Luskin, no, Luskin? just the just the uh, middle, the, the, middle, man, middle, mid, mid, yeah, mid management, yeah, yeah. who have, has to deal with all these guys like bitching about each other, like the dude with the Doctor Faust, like I was just trying to tell him. <laughs> yeah, no, mid, that was it's good, m- yeah. middle man, middle management, management red, 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 red scroll, skull. red skull, not scroll, super duper scroll. Was he a great? Which one? Like nine? Scrolls. I'm surprised I didn't just pick scrolls. I I guess I'll go with the scroll then. Uh, There is a scroll, and I think issue two or three of of Secret Invasion that's indelibly burned into my mind. It's it's a Wolverine Cyclops scroll that is the stupidest like gag (laughs) design I've ever seen for a character. Like it feels like. Bendis and Linnell, you got drunk one night and said, "Like, what's the dumbest thing we can put in the book?" And it was it was a scroll Wolverine Cyclops, and it is full like big fight scene. There it is. He's you know kicking ass, and it's just it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And it, it there's a line in comics where you go from idiotic into awesome, and then there's another one where you go right back into idiotic, and they just cross that Should second line. Should they so quick. have added Angel's Wings? I'm sure there was in one book out there. Because that, that with, uh, would have made no, it no. awesome. Archangel's wings. Metal wing. Although on the other wing. side of the coin, there is a power pack scroll that showed up in like Mighty Avengers that I was, as a power pack fanboy, was just, like, I was yeah. beside myself. I'm like, there he is. And then he gets nice. like, killed by Marvel Boy or something, probably in like one panel. It has, so, been, it has been nice to see a Brainiac come back and be really bad at well, the one thing I'm most probably my biggest disappointment will also be the fact that because of the Vertigo DC divide, we'll never see a Red Crow Sinestro Cake team. Match. Yeah, like team up where like they go on a road sure. trip. Yeah, Jason Aaron and Jeff Johns need to get together and organize a way for Red Crow. They're so similar. So mm, similar. Casinos, big money there. Uh, best. This is a weird category. Best R-rated book, The Boys. Uh, Seems like. Okay. Is there that many other R-rated books out there? Like the Max books, Vertigo books, I guess. Vertigo, mm-hmm. which again, Young Liars, I guess. I, you I mean, know what? Get the nod. There's the a lot of mainstream a... books that would be rated R just for the amount of blood yeah. and yeah. violence. Well, I'll, I'll go back and say the uh, Lock, not... Lock and Key because that will be an R-rated movie. Sure. sure. Um, so Lock and Key. Do you guys like the definitely. boys? I don't. Uh, I, I honestly think it it's getting really good. I think it's. Uh, I generally, dropped it after a little while. So I was like, yeah. There's some stuff in there. He, I think he had a hard time really balancing the, the long-term plotting he wanted to do with the fun kicks of, you know, that it's got a dribble in him. Like, that's, you know, the fun gag that I think got a lot of people into it. But in general, it, it took him a while to balance those two. And I think with the um, I Tell You No Lie GI arc, I think that yeah. really started to feel like the strongest boy's story arc today. Might go back and try it again. I, I thought it was a little too heavy on the... Gross out gag scale yeah. and not having enough on the story. Worst writing is when he when he just leans. Into, yeah, leans on that shit. I think that's his worst writing when he does that, and I hate. I have like a, a real love hate relationship with Garth Ennis's work because there's stuff of his that, that he does that I love. Have you read Night Witches yet? 
No, I haven't yet, but I've That's good. really yeah. good. There's stuff of his that I absolutely love, and then there's stuff of his that I absolutely hate. And The Boys is, is one of the books that I just don't like. Man's got a wide, wide field of stuff he's yeah. written. You know, read Night yeah. Witches. It's very good. Night very Witches good. is great. And also, I fanboy you know, trained me out um, of that, or I wouldn't have read it. Actually. I know. They, it's... Um, it, Wait, was that great. the plane? Uh, yeah, the pilots, female, the ger- female Russian pilots. Yeah, I did read that. Yes, yeah. that was. Yeah, that was really good. Um, Garth Ennis uh, finished up his what sixty issue run of uh, Punisher Max this year. Punisher Max, I absolutely adore. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the boys, I think, is just lame. It's just, yeah. it's just like stupid. It's like. It's like Garth Ennis turned into Kevin Smith. The, there is again, like the I tell you no lie, arc is the one that I think has the most stuff that you would like in it because it, it is the least I don't want to say sophomoric because it's kind of the point of the book but it's there's stuff in there that calls back to a lot of things he would do in like Punisher Max and mm-hmm. um, even some of the stuff he was doing I can't remember there was another book that he kind of put that into but yeah I mean in general it is more of the history of that world and it's more of the kind of political maneuvering it's more of the you know huge mistakes superheroes have made that kind of stuff I just think at some point it's like the the deconstructive writing that has gotten to the point where like there's nothing left to deconstruct except the absurd sure you know and it's just like eh, all right let's find something else to write about or some other way I, i'm just a little tired of it you yeah. know it's as, like, as long as the mature readers power pack comic hasn't come out yet i know the bottom of the barrel hasn't yeah power pack 2010 look pack attack look forward to it uh best horror writer joe hill lock and key so they give joe yep. hill some love um, Did you, uh, speaking of horror, of horror books speaking of horror, this just struck me. Did you guys read uh, BPRD War on Frogs, number two? I have not yet. Have not yet. Uh, written by John Arcudi. Arcudi. Drawn by John Severin. But very much a war comic mixed with horror. That struck me as very different from other BPRD books, though. So... Beware if you're used to a certain style. Did, did you um, um, did you read the the new Hellboy? Um, yeah, I did. issue that came out. That was oh, good yeah. stuff. In, I, I was talking to. Have you were you telling had, me? No, I haven't had a chance to read it. it it's. Yeah, you Sal, said it was really good though. Sal, Sal and I talk about Hellboy probably a little too much sometimes. That um, you, you have what? What's your issue with with Hellboy? Sometimes? We've had my the, biggest problem with you it, and I have the same issue. I just yeah. think Hellboy is a fantastic character that Mignola can't get out of the way of and just let be Hellboy. I think he, he, he gets into this, you know, obscure, obtuse, abstract, very esoteric Yeah, at times. very strange, you know, uh, uh, you know, Russian folklore, whatever. And he just doesn't let Hellboy be Hellboy. It's just this cool character. Well, Go and do shit. We've had this. I've, <clears throat> I've talked about this before. That when you separate Hellboy from other characters, it becomes tough when he's just dealing with mythical characters and it's like mm-hmm. dream states. Like, you need him... Sometimes I think to be around someone who's just another character in that universe. See, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't. The thing that's appealing to me about Hellboy is the fact that he's like a purely reactive character. He's rarely mm-hmm. the character that's going to go out and do something yeah. or start an adventure. Things just happen to him, and the more absurd it is that it happens yeah. to him, I think the more entertaining it is. Like some of the most fun stuff that I remember of Hellboy is just I think it's Wake the Devil. It's him with his rocket pack jumping out of the airplane. Well, see, I love like that stuff's life. great, but the problem is it's gotten to the point where he doesn't react anymore to anything. He's I, just I think sort of all floating he does. through. But that, that's I mean that's what I mean. Like him, all of this stuff where it's just falls to the bottom of the ocean, has yeah. to like fight sea hags, you know, it lives in a ghost house. 
I mean, that stuff is great because he is the unflappable character. You know, He's the one who doesn't ever react, you know, hugely to something. It's always just kind of the eye roll and like, all right, I guess I got to fight I this monster. Like, that's funny, Hellboy. The funny thing with me was that actually got me interested in reading the new series when it came out as I read the Hellboy Companion, okay. which reminded me of how everything ties together. Yeah. Part of my problem is... There's a Hellboy Companion? That, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, no, part of my problem... Part of the problem why I really love the, the BPRD wow. stuff... I almost enjoyed it more than the Hellboy stuff. Is to me, it was easier to follow from story to story to see where it was going. And f- for the Hellboy um, storyline, a little bit, I got kind of lost about a year ago, where I kind of lost track of like how it was all supposed to f- to fit together. And it does when you read the companion. You're sure. like, oh yeah, this all does fit together. So then when I I'm read it, I picked up the, that Wild Hunt one because I'm like, mm-hmm. now I remember yeah. what's going on. But to I me, I up. shouldn't need a companion. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's to, a little bit of a, a, read a, a comic book. But the, 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 un, the universe has gotten that thick. But one of the things about the Wild Hunt that I was telling Sal about, you know, you, you just want to see Hellboy go out and beat people up. That's and, all I need. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't need anything more than that. And so I, mean, I love the character. I think he's a cool character, and I love the fact that he's this you know, sort of insanely weird characters in insanely weird situations. But that his his sort of uh, philosophy is very simple. You know, it's like he he grew up uh, on a you know basically on an army base, being you know around a bunch of guys in 1945. You know, during World War II, and he's just has that mentality of like this you know 1940s uh, sort I of every man, man, man of even though he's a demon, I, and it's like I did, and that's what I like about that character. The Wild Hunt was a good <clears throat> balance, I think, of both the was. the fantastical like. Um, mythology elements and the more down-to-earth elements yeah. were both mixed extremely well in that. And I, I'm yeah. really looking forward yeah. to reading when they're When they're walking down that staircase and they're telling them about the history of hunting these trolls and there are all these like mounted yeah. troll heads on there, I'm just like, okay, this is a Hellboy that Sal is oh, really I mean, going I don't to need it. much more than that. I'm a simple guy. Just give me Hellboy. You didn't, uh, you didn't inherit the slughouse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wasn't that, that... That dude <laughs> just giving a shit. Oh, oh, man. That you, was in yeah. our uh, family for 300 years. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't know four or five Hellboy minis that have been done. What has Hellboy done? Well, th- I mean, not this much one, of anything. I mean, he's been sort of floating around at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, not doing anything. This one specifically, with the twist at the end, I think gives you the idea that this is a series for Hellboy that's playing at different stakes than the ones before. It's yeah. more, you know, it is it is about his history. And it is about the things he's done, and more than that, it's about. Less of the, you know, I'm in a fairy realm and I'm fighting, you know, eternal. Mm-hmm. You it, know, it's, it's the first Romanians time in a long time that, that that anything has come after Hellboy mm-hmm. with an agenda. He usually stumbles into something, right? Or so. or it, and it, 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 with the deer head, which is sweet. Yeah, <laughs> deer head. Yeah. I just awesome. think Hellboy is a great character that gets over complicated mm-hmm. by Mignola wanting it to be. More meaningful than he needs to be, but even opinion. but even bad Hellboy is good. Uh, I it's well done, yeah, but it's not necessarily entertaining. I would me. like to see and the the cool thing about reading that reading that companion is seeing like when he talks about like plans that Hellboy and the BPRD will eventually sort of come back together. They're okay. not going to be separate forever, and that there that'll be nice. To see. Yeah, and that it'll play out, which is kind of cool because you don't. You don't often see that in comics where someone is sort of now... He's sort of got the rain 
now where he can do that and he can be like, I have right. an idea for how I want this to go and I don't have to freak out and worry about making sure Hellboy shows up in every yeah. BPRD and I mean, story. I, yeah. love, I love the idea that the Hellboy miniseries he's done since he's left the BPRD don't have to include four pages of like, what's Liz up to? Like, it's that never has to yeah. be a part of the story. And the BPRD books are pretty they're, awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, they're own, really and they don't, they've, cr- they've become their own. They you know. don't need Hellboy to make those stories. Right. Right. So it's going to be even cooler when eventually they do collide back together again for the big event like, for 2010 that'll win wizard awards oh yeah it'll be event crossover. of the year it's gonna be it's gonna be the 2010 <laughs> i event. just want i want the hellboy from the movies in the comics just better stories than the movies have been. i i i, I miss roger uh, <laughs> best right, cover right. artist marco de i don't know how you say um what, which ones did he do um, oh, half the Marvel comics that came Ghost out. Ghost Rider, Daredevil, <laughs> do Avengers, uh, okay, Thor. Okay, okay. Um, uh, all right, all right, all right. Here, I'll show you pictures uh, of his stuff. All right, I recognize yeah. Man, see, I, right. best cover artist. I don't I'll, know. I'll say Marcos Martin. That dude always does something inventive. I'll say with Ladrone. Cover. He's awesome. Always Ladrone's like cover. There you go. Pretty Cliff sweet. Chang. Cliff Chang. Okay. Love Cliff Chang covers. Or James Jean. I mean, uh, oh God. How, how about yeah. James Jean? The, the James Jean Award. Oh, yeah. James yeah, why not? They're, they're just going to fucking that rename that the James Jean Award. He earns it every month. I'll say it. Um, he did covers. Those covers are amazing. The, there's one he did for the Cinderella two parter. That's yeah. The colors are just, it's, man, it's seriously probably one of the best covers of the year. I guess maybe I'll say James Jean then. I'll, say, I'll go back. David Aja's Iron Fist covers, covers I thought were good. very unique and very. I don't know. I they don't stuck know. out. They they stuck out on the shelves, which I, I can't think. think of any covers off the top of my head that I really fell in love with. I don't really. Yeah. I, don't know, I just love. I, I I love Cliff Chang stuff, so I, I've loved his know. covers this year. I All always right. love Ladrone covers. Yeah, they're no. good. They're good. I do. Now we get into some interesting stuff here in the movie. Oh, the boy. Wizard. Best stuff. Uh, best prop replica. Oh, my God. What? Uh, the What's DC the Direct it? Superman cape for $295. That's pretty sure. Why not? The most authentic super prop to date. Can I tell you a childhood story involving a Superman cape that I owned as a kid? Please. Um, when I was a kid, I owned a Superman cape that I wore for an entire summer. <laughs> <laughs> and everywhere, like, if I go to the dentist or I go to the doctor, I always had to wear my Superman cape. But then I became strangely fascinated with having a broken arm. Like, like I really wanted... Like you, I had a friend who had a, a cast. Arm. I had a friend who had, like, a cast, and for whatever reason, I thought it was really cool. So Whoa, you wanted a okay. cast. So I wanted, like, to pretend like my arm was broken, <laughs> so I made my parents turn my Superman cape into, like, a sling, Whoa. <laughs> for my arm. A super sling. A wow. super sling, yeah. I have... Uh, oh, you had some issues as a... I was weird. My parents huge. freaked out once when I was three because I was pretending to have a limp. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> But they couldn't figure... They couldn't figure... No, I... I don't go to the dead. No, I'm not. My, but they like couldn't figure out because I was too young to just... explain what was going on. So my parents couldn't figure out why I was limping. <laughs> so they thought it was. So they brought me to the doctor. And the doctor's like, I just think he's making it up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you just want attention, or you just like the idea of being hurt? I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. It doesn't last. I, I mean, I don't do it now. I, I was going to ask yeah. recently. It was like something when I was like, like three. 
four years old and for whatever reason I'm I was glad fascinated. They didn't make like the transition to adulthood with like a cane or like a monocle. Or no, no, no. Like. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not a hypochondriac or anything either. So, <laughs> it, do you I, often poke yourself in the eye just so you can walk around? With do, do you just want to feel something? Is that what this? Yeah, is? I just want to feel something. I cut. Well, I'm a cutter. I mean, <laughs> of I mean, I'm a cutter. I mean, obviously that goes without saying. I read the comics, but uh, no. For what, I grew out of it for whatever reason. I had a friend once turn to me and, and I don't know. We were drinking one night and talking. And, also, he's like, I don't like for this. You know, <laughs> so many he's like, start that way. Wow. he's like, you Jeremy know, uh, said. I often, I often wonder what it would feel like to be shot. Oh, that's and, not a good. And I'm just like, what? If you get that he's on like, tape, I, just, that I don't want you of everything you'd conceivably have trouble. With. I want. I don't want to. I don't want to die or anything. I don't want to. I just think it would be interesting to know what it would be like to be shot or stabbed. Because like, well, that's the tough part, is the wondering. You know what I mean? The <laughs> wondering. Yeah. They're sitting there just like, oh my god. That's why so many gunshot wound victims are relieved, like, finally, you know? Finally, finally you know I've been shot. Like. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right, next, next weird category, best Bowen. Bowen? That's, Bowen that, statue? This is a serious category? Yeah, best category, Bowen best, statue? Best, yeah, Bowen statue. It's wow. the Medusa. For $175. Well, obviously, like, I, I can't wait to see what won the best loser issue award. <laughs> oh, that is pretty fucking sweet. That's, uh, there you go. I don't buy statues. I don't know. There's a pretty I, sweet I couldn't tell you what came Green Lantern battery here. Though. Oh, it gets there better. All right. Best movie tie-in. The uh, Hot Toys Iron Man Mark III for $160. What? There you go. What else is in competing? Uh, yeah, what else is in that class of best movie? They should tie-in? have to list three other things so we know like what the. How about the Iron Man DVD? Is that a movie tie-in? Does that, is that a <laughs> yeah. Can I pick that? Best playability. Uh, <laughs> Nika's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Best playability. Like oh, like playing a toy with toys. Can... Like actually, like yeah, actually wow. playing with it. I guess. How did yeah. they? How well, did they most people this? don't play with toys any longer. They I... just collect them. They put them on shelves. Oh, which oh yeah. Let me put. Uh, uh, hey, I'm confused. My nomination for the best Bowen is the uh, the uh, Machine Man bust. <laughs> the Machine Man is the awesome. Arm goes on, yeah. Two it's arms. I gotta admit, I was looking. Tom can confirm that I was. Battery. I was looking at the Green Lantern battery today. If it came with a better ring, I might have. I might have. You'd gone be walking home. home, with home with I might be going home with it now, tonight. I don't want to sell you too much on the Green Lantern power <laughs> battery, but realize that when you put the ring up to it, it lights up. Oh, geez, I didn't know that. I, 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 I'll throw that in right, there. Okay, can, can, oh, can, can, can you do the oath? Uh, probably, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right, best action figures: Mattel's DC Universe Classics. Okay. Ten bucks each. I don't know. There you, you go. Like, the, these uh, are horrible categories. Do you guys ever get action figures? I really don't. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've there's part of me that that goes, "Wow, that's really neat." And I'd like to have it. And I have a few that I have what bought. What do you do with it? But that's just it. I have a couple. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like years ago, I, I have a couple uh-huh. that I've purchased. Like I bought the. Well, uh, Chris buys yeah. them all the time. He buys. What do you do? Did you want to chime in on the playability issue? I've got an. I've got three shelves at home. Oh, I've seen your. I've seen your shelves. I've seen I've got. I've got. I've got a Hellboy um, shelf that has the the great Hellboy figs that that came out. Uh, figures for those figures. not in the know. Figs. Um, <laughs> not fig newtons. Thanks for dropping some science there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there were, there were some there were some figs. there were some great a great Hellboy series that came out over a couple years. And then I have a Batman shelf that has like all the Elseworlds Batman. Super geek, dude. Um, I, I, I seriously think I think every comic fan like it or not has the one character that if something comes out like I if there's an Aztec thing that comes out I have to buy it like I don't I'm care. tempted by Flash. Ser- Aztec the Ultimate Man yeah. seriously? true story honest yeah. to God I've Aztec's got the, I've cool. got the Justice League Unlimited figure and the Hero Clicks if I I, had, I love the Flash so I'm always tempted by really sure. sweet Flash uh, 
figures. I, I love all, I think the statues, like the Bowens and stuff, I think they're very cool. I really do. And I look yeah. at them all the time, and there's part of me that would sit there and well, buy you, you've all got of a, them. You've got a villain's collection. I've got, well, I did have kind of a villain's. I, I did start and I bought a few. I have a joke. Well, I, might, I busted my Joker. I had a really cool Joker that got busted. My kid, one of my kids busted it. Damn it, Jack. Um, <laughs> And I have a bullseye, and then you bought me uh, Terex. Or, Terex? Yeah, Terex. Uh, and I have, like, one other one on the camera or what it is. But I haven't bought anything in years. I think they're very cool, but th- that's the thing. It's like, they sit on a shelf, and I don't, you know, it's not like I'm going to do anything with them. And, and I have, like, a Captain America action figure that I bought that's, like, old, you know, like World War II Ultimates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just yeah think that's it's cool. cool sure. looking. Uh, but... Actually, in the, I, I think they're really, and I look at them all the time when I come in the shops, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to buy that. I kind of really would love to have the Green Lantern battery, but good news can go home with you tonight. Yes, I know. <laughs> good news. Well, you well, know, do I have since to do I will to get be, you to so, leave with the Green Lantern, well, since I will put you in a battery. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Because you guys do need a new website design. We may be talking about a trade. You know, I bought, I bought one, I bought, I bought one minibus this year, and it was uh, the. The, to benefit Gene Colan, the uh, um, who was the guy that Daredevil? was, yeah, I bought the uh, the Daredevil yellow bust yeah. from the uh, the auction. Who was the guy that was doing the auction? Uh, um, method, yeah, Ke- Method, Cliff yeah. Method, yeah, Cliff Method. So yeah, I got a, a Daredevil yellow. Yeah, I think they're bust. I think they're very cool. I think the the busts especially are they there's some fantastic sculptures in there and they they look really cool. And every time I look at them, I mean, if I just had you know anything to do with them, I could you know like put them somewhere i'd probably buy a bunch of them but. Yeah. all right best new series of 2008 mm. uh invincible iron man is really the, uh, the pick from i've liked uh, it i like it despite the art which I'll, I don't really I'll, I'll say uneven because that first issue i read i thought matt fraction had lost his mind it it was the first matt fraction marvel book i read that absolutely did not work for me on any level but by issue three i actually enjoyed it and the finish to that five nightmares i thought was pretty excellent i yeah, bought, I really I bought, I bought the hardcover from you Oh, thank you. I liked. I, I I I'm not a big Iron Man fan, but I did end up really enjoying it. I thought it ended in an interesting place, but that first issue is just—it's everything that I wanted Invincible Iron Man to not be like. I I was so sick of Iron Man Director Shield because I I hated that every Iron Man adventure had to include a pre-op brief with Shield and Shield voiceover mm-hmm. during it, and then a post-op Shield discussion. Right. Plus cutaways to Shield agents, you know, wringing their hands over their directors. Uh, ballsy attitude, like, and so the fact that Invincible Iron Man number one had all of those things in it was so frustrating because I just wanted to read Iron Man gets in his Iron Man suit and fights Iron Man villains. Like, that's how, <laughs> why is that so hard? The bring, on, bring on God the Iron damn. Man. Where's Iron Monger? S- something. But then and it eventually got there. It did. It really, it took, yeah. a, it took a while to get there, but it did. And, and then I it was the, good. I liked the Spider-Man and Iron Man issue. Uh, I thought was, a, and I, I said this on the show previously, I thought it was a good way that show that Tony Stark wasn't a complete asshole. Yeah. That, the like, only comic Marvel published where he wasn't an yeah, asshole. Yeah, where, like, he kind of made Peter Parker look like a dick <laughs> by, like, being sort of like, yeah. listen, you know, like... Well, some, I don't know if he made it look like... Well, he said, like, naive. he said, yeah, well, I don't have time to worry about secret identities and like, right. hiding who I, you know, who I am, and terrorists aren't going to care if they know my name when they blow up, right. you know, a building. I don't have time to mess around with right. all of that stuff, which I thought he did a pretty good job of not making Iron Man look like a douche. <laughs> Again, the one, the one, one Marvel book series that the one. where they remembered that he's maybe Doesn't a superhero too. <laughs> did, did, Thor, did Thor restart this year? Yeah, Thor. Thor, uh, Thor is a lot of fun. Thor was very good. I think uh, 
one of my favorites we talked about already was Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. I absolutely love that book. I'll get on board with that. Um, Secret Six. Oh, Secret just, Six has just been started. A hoot. I mean, in the last couple of months. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a hoot. Been four issues, but that's been good. Uh, Trinity. I haven't read it, so I, I'm I, almost caught up. I'm almost caught. I, I don't know. Okay, where are you now? I, I, I'm up to date. I'm up to date. The thing that's frustrating me about Trinity is that it feels like it's a different book than what they promised me, which was here is the Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman weekly book, and mm-hmm. I'm on board with that. And the first arc, the the first third of it, the first act, mm-hmm. really good. And then the last seven eight issues have been no Batman, Wonder Woman, or Superman, and I feel like I just read two years of that. I just read two years of. Everybody else in the DCU mm-hmm. except for Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. So the, I, I but the, want but them the, to come but, back real yeah, soon. But, but their fingerprints are all over it. And and I think whenever we look back on the series, because yeah. I think it's going to wrap up with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't know. You know how long they're going to end up with this ultimate. You know, Earth version. But sure. I, I, it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride. Yeah. And and I'm I'm liking DC's weekly right yeah. now. And so. I mean, it's weekly books in general. I think have the latitude of I can't spend a month worrying about what I didn't like about it. Yeah. Because the next issue's already out and I'm Boop. reading it and yep. there you go. So, except they, for Countdown, which have, is terrible. Uh, for whatever reason, in this uh, category, they had 11 runners-up. <laughs> 11? So, yeah. 11 yeah. runners-up. Because well, uh, I'm probably forgetting a lot. Stephen King's The Stand. Oh, it's awesome. it's been very good. Oh, God. My, good. Uh, Mike Perkins is drawing yeah. the shit out of that book. Uh, yeah, I, I can't disagree. Secret Six. Shut up, Dal. I, I don't oh, like Perkins oh. on, on anything. I'm sorry. I'm what? so glad he's not on oh. cap right now. I'm sorry. I <laughs> really <laughs> like Mike Perkins. But I haven't read the stand, so I don't know. I, it's I, good. I'm sure. It's I'm never good. shopping here again. Uh, Secret <laughs> Six. That battery, though. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, X-Force, which... I think uh, I think X-Force is fun. I'll go on. I'll say oof. that. It's, it's action uh, movie dumb fun. The the art to me Find looks like uh, video game <laughs> renders. That, it's not great art. Yeah, I don't. Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, House of Mystery. Oh yeah. Very good. Oh. Yeah. My only oh. problem with House of Mystery is they they don't leave the house. Strange. No. Strangely, <laughs> at times. Yeah, that's almost it. Like where they haven't. They he's strung. And it's kind of weird. I I just wish there was a little bit more info. Like, we'd get to a point where we'd know what's, what's kind of going, going on. Start with the reveals. It's the house yeah. of mystery. You know, I. I it's a mystery. Yeah, but you're like eight <laughs> issues know. in, and you're just yeah. kind of like. What the hell? You know who I was thinking, you know, because one of the things I love is that it has kind of that mini anthology feel to it where you have the little middle story in the middle. Um, who I was thinking would be a great artist. They just had. Um, uh, uh, David Peterson did. Did yeah. one of the little, mm-hmm. you know, mini stories. Nathan Fox. Would oh, be, Nathan Fox is awesome. Nathan Fox needs to do a little story in, in House Nathan of Mysteries. Nathan Fox is fucking uh, phenomenal. I, I like P- the, Pigeons uh, from Hell was a sure. really yeah. I like the book. I just worry that it's going to be this book. i got to hang up that page. I just worry that it's going to be this book where you keep going and you never... And, never and that's out. that's you the thing. Never like, know. I, I enjoy that book, but I always feel like the anthology part I enjoy way more than the framing sequence that's around right, it. Right. That's essentially the thing you should care about the most. But as soon as someone starts telling their story, I'm sucked in and I love it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back out and it's fig and it's. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to act like I, I don't need to know everything all the time. Fanboy. I know, but it's like <laughs> yeah, but it's like it, give us a little, you know. Go on to the next no, part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go on to the next um, part instead of... Also, Captain Britain, MI-13. Yep. Awesome. Deadpool. 
Very fun. Oh, yeah. Deadpool. Deadpool's I forgot about that. Very good. For absolutely fucking hating Secret Invasion, Deadpool, Deadpool was Christ. a lot of fun. Deadpool. 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 I got to say, I've never cared about Deadpool ever in my life. That's a fun story, And I story, just started man. reading that out of sort of a uh, whim and really, really liked it. I, da- I, da- Daniel Way is kind of a hot and cold oh, writer man. for me, but, I, man, he's nailing this I one. hated Wolverine Origins with a fiery, fiery passion. <laughs> I could not understand why the book existed. Every arc was terrible. The Deadpool arc, laughing out loud. It was killing me. Yeah. And then the thing that's so great about that is the Deadpool stuff is the only reason why it was good. And then the last chapter of that arc is Deacon comes back and Deadpool kind of like literally just walks out the door and leaves the book. And then it's like, oh, wait, this is the comic I hate. And it's right there in front of me and you're (laughs) making me read this comic to get through the Deadpool arc. And so I'm so glad that he actually launched a Deadpool book where none of those characters can show up and I don't have well, to you hate mean, it. Like, like, that's awesome. You mean <laughs> when nice you take him. a character with a mysterious and interesting past and you start to focus on it obsessively, pointing out every moment that yeah. it... <laughs> and then the secret origin of Wolverine is that he was a douche for like 90 years. That's it. The end. Right, great. A grade A-level asshole. Yeah, to everyone he ever met for 90 years. Like, he all still right, kind of cool. is, really. I yeah. mean, uh, Young Liars, which you guys yeah. have talked yeah. about. Uh, Zorro, which... Okay. I'm a huge Zorro fan from way mm-hmm. back, and not really have you not gotten into the uh, Matt Wagner. I've heard some I know, good things like, about it. I've heard yeah. some people really like it. I'd, I'd, I'd rather read Lone Ranger. Yeah, Lone you Ranger's said, been awesome. Has it been awesome? I said I would rather. Yeah, I would really rather. Good. Yeah, uh, Echo. I've heard uh, yeah, a okay. lot. Of Norton things. was talking about that last there you week. Go. Is that the very, is very that the Terry, the Terry Moore? Terry Moore, fantastic. And Conan the Sumerian. Yeah, uh, it's which been, I haven't read, but I've heard it was pretty good. It's just know. it's just Conan being Conan, and it's good, and it's uh, what is best in life mm. to vanquish your foes. Uh, Hear the lamentations oh, of the, the women. <laughs> best moments of two thousand eight. Um, well, clearly this right here. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> this is one of the best. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to uh, overstep yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> right now, uh, us, us, us talking this. to James Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Out, uh, out, the, this is the first one is Outlaw Fashion Plate Lone Ranger number fourteen. Basically, when the Lone Ranger uh, uh, puts on his costume for the first time. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, it was a very dramatic. I mean, it was a because that that was the whole setup of Lone Ranger. Lead up first to it. Thirteen issues was Ooh. sort of the origin. He, of, he didn't I put on the mask. All right, you're, you're gonna have to go with some what? major spoilers here with that one for our Walking Dead friends. Whatever. Um, Let's just skip it. Giant size. Do you want to skip skip this whole section? No, skip the whatever okay. the Walking Dead. It's, uh, it's too complicated. Giant size, astonishing X Men number one. When uh, I don't know what. Joss happened. Whedon yeah. had characters act like they used Kitty to, but they talked like, like characters from Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, which issue is that? Could you narrow that down? Some? Emma Frost uh, and Kitty hate each other, but. Uh, what the hell? He broke his Stan Lee wristband. Whoa. Uh, it's got, basically what Kitty sacrifices her life to save <laughs> the team. Did you guys really like... Did, Astonishing X-Men? I know. I, no, I really gonna like put the, first, out. the first, like, eight issues of Astonishing I'm, X-Men. I really love. I'm about to get internet and garbage thrown at me, but seriously, Joss Whedon... He's ugh, not that good. Overrated. Dr. Horrible? Oh, Wow, you're actually going to get real garbage thrown at you in real life. Yeah. Hey, oh, the minutes. best Buffy episodes Ooh. were not written by Joss <laughs> Sorry to tell you, Buffy I, fans. Have you seen The Body? The Body is the absolute best episode of Buffy. He wrote it. He directed it. That no, was a good episode. It, it's yeah. amazing. I know no. everyone I, I am coming over there. Wait, over wait who, who wrote Hush? Uh, him too. Not, no, he did not. I did bet he wrote he did. Hush. I, I, I bet he wrote and probably directed it. No, you're making it up. Hush, I know Hush, 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 story. Hush, no. Hush was the best episode of Buffy. I, I, Hush, I, for Hush me, was... Body, like that's the one that, that still I, I break up on every time I see it. <laughs> you see, just 
Joss Whedon could, as I've said, fart on a snare drum, and everyone would be like, I can't believe he reinvented farting on snare drums. It's <laughs> just like it used to be. He, he put it on the map. <laughs> yeah. He actually did. Fuck wow. Joss Whedon. I could give a shit. Yeah. That's amazing. Of all the fart drummers around, I think he's probably my favorite. Oh, he made all an right. X-Men story uh, that's readable. Invincible, invincible oh, number 50. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Invincible number 52, uh, kid Omni-Man uh, okay. kills a, another guy. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I guess they had just been in the face. Uh, uh, Invincible has picked up, I think, in the last six months. The last issue was really good with Alan the Alien and the dad. Oh, I like Alan the Alien. Hanging out in the prison. And they're actually like furthering a lot of stuff that they've been percolating for 50-something issues yeah. with the Eve and Mark stuff. I yeah, think that's going pretty someplace. pretty good the last couple issues. Good. they've picked up the pace. Walking, I, need, I need to start reading that again in monthlies. Walking Dead 48. <gasps> uh, shocking and Spoilers. Spoilers. Unanticipated. Which, speaking of which, like, I guess I'm I won't say what it is. I won't spoil it. I, I'm, I'm going to go all the way back and say probably best single issue of the year I'm going to say was The Walking Dead uh, where he gets the phone call. The telephone. Yeah. That, that was is, very good, yes. I, I couldn't was... believe it. That late in the run he could still surprise me like that and yeah. still make me care about a character in a way that I, I kind I of really bitch about caring. the yeah, phone thing. Yeah, Tom, Tom and I had really? some interesting conversations My only problem with the phone thing is no else in the series do we ever have an inkling that we are seeing the story through someone else's perception like you never have thought balloons you never have um, i've always assumed that i was seeing it through his his, his eyes. but there's yeah. parts of the story where rick isn't in the story where you see cutaways to other parts of the story yeah well, that's the only thing that a... bothers me about it is like i felt like this is a really good idea but i kind of felt like it skirted around like I mean, he's not the first writer to ever go from from you know single person no. perspective yeah. to omnipresent. I, I don't think it's back. horrible. I just it, thought it, it was... break the reality of the comic. I don't think I, it did a little bit for me. It bent it really? a little bit. It did a little bit for me. It bent it. I, I, it bent I, I, it a little bit. Where I was like, why am I seeing? I would have thought. I thought it would be more effective to me if they didn't show the parts where the other person on the other side of the phone is mm-hmm. talking. To me, that was the part okay. that really kind of threw me where I was like why am I seeing something imagine, imaginary for the first time in this book where the whole emphasis of the everything book has been everything you see it's in real. the book yeah. I, just, I felt that made a firm stamp on the idea of where we're following this character for the yeah. time being like that this mm-hmm. event that happened in 48 is so important that it's changing the character in a fundamental way well, yeah I mean that's is just no. it the character has gotten to the point where he's finally I'm still reading it. No, no. I just thought it. I just thought it. One of the one of the byproducts of that is that I've loved how that has created a uh, connection with is it uh, Michonne? Is that how you Mm -hmm. pronounce her name? Um, I I love the connection. Macaroni. Macaroni. That's what I like to call them. Michonne. uh, Michonne. I love the connection that that has with her kind of insanity that that she's dealing with. How that's created a connection between those two. I actually was really actually in that for whatever reason. The fact that Rick lost his hand bothered me more so than that. Than that, uh, something about uh, like it seemed unnecessary and un did, uninteresting, almost like just sort of gratuitous. Did you read the letters column hand? where he said he almost he kind of regretted having Rick's hand? No, cut off? I didn't. Yeah. Was did the he? hand his favorite character? The, the <laughs> hand, he had big plans for the hand. <laughs> no, honestly, I no, I, I didn't read that at all. I don't really generally read. The letters. No, oh, the, he, le- the letters. The letters. The letters. are great. Someone asked him if there was anything he regretted, and he said, "I don't know if I would have cut off." For some, for whatever reason, I thought it was true. Because I think at some point it's like, okay, this character is to a point where 
he's going to be limited in whatever he does from now on, and he'll yeah. never be the. He'll never. Well, until he gets that army of darkness hand. I think well, see, yeah, I don't want to see that though. That's the, the, the thing. Never it's like, yeah, it's never happened. Well, but, 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 but the thing is, where is that character going to go now? I mean, once he's he's to the point where. I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe he'll just get an so imaginary hand. There you go. Maybe. Well, when, when, I, when, I, can't, when I, I can't necessarily explain <laughs> why it bothered me, but <laughs> when, when you have to have a a serious cliffhanger at the end of of every issue, you, eventually you got to start you gotta packing start off hands. Someone's got to go. All right, this one's uh, it's very good. <laughs> this last one here is uh, Final Crisis: Rogues Revenge number three. All right. Uh, the rogues uh, take out inertia. And, uh, and leave that wasn't as cool as when they killed other lame duplicates. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, yes, for the that first was, twenty pages. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh shit, we got way more pages. Of, how much of... time? How much longer are we, we going to record? We need. We need. Yeah, we need. We need <laughs> to wrap up pretty soon. Wrap up stuff here. Pick one more. Uh, wackiest moments of two thousand eight. Nah. Taki Tani uh, fighting uh, another in tiger Memoriam? man. Oh, that that was <laughs> awesome. Tiger man plus like two wildcats. <laughs> Whoa! It's like do we want to quickly go through the issue list of Final Crisis? Ba- no, no. We'll save no. that for right, another time uh, when we have nothing planned. <laughs> Let's not waste all this content. <laughs> Thank you, Wizard uh, Magazine. Thank you, Wizard Magazine, for providing right, content uh, for this episode. One more last great uh, moment of 2008. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he's mm, great to me. Nothing but. left. You know what? Angel, Angel's Secret Revealed and Angel After the Fall number three. Anybody reading that? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's I, the first five or six issues of that, not to be a big Buffy Angel fan or anything, but those are phenomenal. Yeah. They're really good. For Angel fans, sure. Phenomenal. What, what can I say? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Good Lord. Capital P H phenomenal. Thunderbolts 120, Norman Osborne back as a Green Goblin. Deadpool number two. One of my favorite comic book moments was the reveal of the of who Rex Hunter is. When did they do that? In Booster in Gold. Booster Gold. Oh, oh. Is he Booster really? Gold? Really? The last Jeff Jones issue. The, la- the, la- the, the la- He's Booster Gold's son. Spoilers. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For a book that came out like five months ago. Yeah, get over it, people. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was awesome. I, I didn't read it. I didn't know. Well, now you know. I All thought right. he was just Booster Gold. In like old Booster Gold. Does that make sense? Booster Sun? He's actually Tim Hunter. It's a whole Vertigo crossover that's Steve coming Hunter. out. I don't want to spoil what? it. It's Stevie Hunter from New Mutants. <laughs> All right, guys. Bam. I tell you, that's uh, that's our kind of impromptu best of best 2000. Best of? Um, yeah, uh, whatever. Fuck whatever. It. <laughs> you know what? We're not doing a Christmas episode either this year. We're re- uh, redoing the Christmas special. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We gotta we gotta record a. Uh, uh, we just put that out just again. Put the Christmas <laughs> special out again. It was good enough to hear twice. We've seen Frost. It's not like they you know redo Frosty the Snowman. You know every how much fucking work I put into that episode. <laughs> we Jesus. Have to put it All right, these are gonna be the, the quickest announcements ever. Here I go. Let you ready? Let me do it. I'll do it faster and better. Wow. Better? Whoa. Yeah, better. You crossed the line, That's man. true. I can't help it. Wow. Uh, this is where it gets Email us. Contact the show at info at aroundcomics.com. Hero it Initiative. We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essential life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back some of the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. Thanks for leaving iTunes reviews. Punisher Chad, Phantom X. 04 and Beta Ray Ryan. Voicemails, you can leave us a voicemail at, I don't have the number, 
Don't forget to uh, drop by the forum <laughs> at aroundcomics.com, and you can hear Tom on Tom vs. the Flash, Chris on 11 o'clock comics, and uh, he can write stuff at uh, ifanboy.com, and me, nowhere. And that's it. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. Thanks for Market Dark Tower for hosting us. Not this week. Thanks for Dal and Challengers <laughs> for hosting us. And uh, that's it. Everyone, have a fantastic all rest of your week. <laughs> and all weekend. Thank that's you for Wizard Magazine. Thank you, Wizard. Seriously, Dal, thank you so much. Tom, oh, thanks for having me. Uh, um, have more signings here, and we, we would love to come back See if you would have us. All right. Awesome. Otherwise, we're not coming back. We would like Alan Moore. I'll get on that. Uh, okay. I'll make some phone calls. I think Jack Kirby's coming in next week. Oh, sweet. It. It's going to be pretty awesome. The ghost of Jack Kirby. The skeleton. Kirby. The ghost of Jack Kirby's coming. Nice. All right, seriously, uh, thank you so much for hosting oh, us. Thanks uh, for coming. Guys, yes. uh, it's been, uh, been a really fun evening. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday with another full-length episode. Jesus. Uh, I think we've got uh, um, Elliot Serrano from uh, The Red Eye and Geek to Me and uh, Tom Stillwell from, uh, from uh, Spinner Rack Comics and Unscrewed. So, uh, so nice. come back, uh, come back then for uh, more around comics goodness. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in around comics. <laughs> around, around comics, around comics. <laughs> Fast, faster, better, <laughs> stronger. It's like speed dating. More more masculine, more digital. Yeah, digital, harder. What goes wrong? You're causing it. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2008. What goes wrong? You're causing it to drive. Didn't want to turn that way. You're causing it to drive. Doesn't make a difference now. You're causing it to drive. Silence knows. Can't drown. sort